Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another Marketing Monday. So if you are joining me live, you know what I need. I need a hashtag live. And if you are joining me for the replay, love you still. Just give me a hashtag replay and we can get started. And you know me, I love to do these kind of thought-provoking starters. And I know I've done some light ones recently, some some that are kind of fun, but this time I want to hit you with something a little bit heavier. And it may make you a little bit uncomfortable, not like visually uncomfortable, but it may make you a little uncomfortable just kind of where you're at in your head. But just try and remember, as I'm asking you this question, that your greatest growth happens outside of your comfort zone. Okay. All right. So here's this question. And remember, I'm making you uncomfortable for your, oh, thank you. Krista told me, Krista just told me my audio is working good. Thank you. (laughs) But I'm making you uncomfortable to help you be better and grow. So if your impact never grew beyond where it is right now, if your business, if your mission never went further than it is right now, would you be happy with that? You don't have to put a comment, but I do believe there is power in stating it, okay? So you don't have to answer this actually in the comments, but you need to be honest with yourself right now. If your impact never grew beyond where it is right now, would you be happy with that? And impact, I translate impact to business because a lot of us started our businesses to fulfill some type of mission or purpose, to leave our mark on the world, right? So I consider that business growth. Like if your business never grows beyond where it is right now, not you know employee numbers, revenue numbers, client numbers, any of that. If your audience never grew beyond where it is right now, which means your message never goes beyond the people that it's gone beyond right now, Would you be happy with that? Okay, so we're getting some no's. All right, we're getting some no's, and I'm gonna assume the other people who are watching are also feeling the same way. So the thing is, is that people talk about wanting massive change in their business. They do, right? In their business, in their life, in their mission, whatever it is, right? But they make these tiny little adjustments little tiny adjustments. Like I want to grow my business to seven figures, but I'm going to have a five figure mindset. I'm going to make five figure type of adjustments. Now, I don't know who needs to hear this today, but I felt moved to talk about it. All right. I have seven figure goals, but I'm making five figure adjustments. I'm making four figure adjustments. All right. Like that is a problem. So 
The reason why I bring it up is because last week in the Defiant Business Group, I had started doing the exclusive live stream Thoughtful Thursdays. And Thoughtful Thursdays is an opportunity to address some mindset things. And also, I love to talk about books because I read. We talked about the upper limit problem as it was presented by Gay Hendricks in the book, The Big Leap. And I think the upper limit problem ties to this. When people talk about making these massive changes, they want to make these massive changes or have this massive impact, but they make tiny baby adjustments. They do like a little sidestep, little sidestep, right? Instead of completely, you know, renovating and demoing their entire environment and building from the ground up so they can build with a seven figure mindset, eight figures, nine figures, or maybe you're not thinking figures. Maybe you're thinking, you know what? I am going to stand on a TEDx stage in front of thousands of people when we're allowed to do that again. Maybe that's the type of impact that you're looking for. But whatever type of impact you're looking for, you can't get there in good time anyway by making these little sidestep adjustments. And so we were talking about the ULP, the upper limit problem. And I think when we talk about these massive changes, we're not realizing that we also need to correct on our mindsets and our upper limit problems. Where is your upper limit? Your upper limit is going to keep you from making this massive change in your business. And so I felt I felt like I needed to talk about this today because, oh, we got a couple comments. Oh, yeah, Krista, you definitely, everybody, everybody needs to hear it. Like right now, I need to hear myself say it, all right? So if I need to hear myself say it, then y'all need to hear me. You all need to hear me say it. So I felt compelled to talk about this today. And I also felt compelled to share this bit with you as well, is that so we talk, I talk about authority marketing a lot and becoming an industry leader, an industry influencer, a niche dominator. That's that's the one of the phrases I'm using a lot right now. Dominate your niche. And people are like, I can't do that. You know, I just started or it's only been a few years. I need like 10 years of experience to do it, Ruthie. And I'm going to share it with you. I have been in marketing for like three years. And the first year I was a freelance writer. That's what I did. But people talk to me and they get me on these interviews and like, wait, you've only been, it's only been a few years. And I was like, yeah, I joined the army when I was 18. So it's not that I have no life or professional experience whatsoever. My collective life experience is what I bring to bear to these type of things. All right. But I've been in marketing for about three years. I've been an entrepreneur for about three years marketing. You know, when I really started looking at strategy and stuff for about two but I get on these interviews and people are like, you have the confidence and your the depth of your knowledge is just so serious that you sound like you've been doing it for years. I've been assessing patterns. I've been assessing patterns and analyzing, you know, life or death type of things sometimes for years. That's true. But that's what I want to share with you this morning is that do not let these self-limiting beliefs limit the massive change that you want to have in your business, okay? I've started to realize that I had to do it this way where I jumped into an industry where nobody nobody knew me five years ago. I had to do it this way so that way I could have an impact on the people I'm meant to help. So that way the people who I'm meant to help can't say, Ruthie, you've been doing this for 10 years. You've got like a degree in it and all this other stuff. And that's why it's so easy for you. I had to do it this way so you could not tell me that. I just say it. I'll just say it. Okay, so I just, I'm meant to help people grow their impact, make change. I want to enable change makers. And in order to do that, we got to dig into the people who would not typically be called on to speak. 
that I think is where the true like wisdom and beauty of it all lies. And so, yeah, so I don't know if I've told you recently, but I'm taking clients right now. So if you're here right now and this is what you needed to hear and you're thinking, yeah, I want to make massive change. I want to grow my audience. I want to be an industry influencer, a change maker, a trailblazer. I want my industry to pay attention when I talk. Then you and I should talk. All right. Like I train people on authority marketing and I do authority marketing for some of my clients. So I am taking clients right now. And if you feel like this message was for you this morning where you want massive change, but you're making tiny adjustments and you don't want to do that anymore. You actually want to mean it when you say you want massive change, particularly in your business, then we should talk. We need to schedule some time and I'm happy to do that with you. All right. And now we're going to talk about making your content do triple time. Now in the army, we talk, you know, you know, marching and then double time, right? Double time, march. That's, that's what we do. And then we start running right? Like that's how you say it. Um, <laughs> if you're the sergeant in charge of the run, that's how you do it. So, but I want to talk about triple timing your content. All right. Because no piece of content should only serve one purpose. No, no, that's not how we roll here. So I'm going to give you three different ways that your uh, content should work for you. And anytime you create a piece of content, it should satisfy at least two of those, at least two of those. All right. So the first one, Building authority and credibility. Your content should increase your authority. It should help your credibility and your trust and your know, like, and trust rise in the eyes of your audience, right? That could be a blog post. That could be a live stream. That could be a video, a recorded video. It could be an ebook. It could be a white paper. It could be a book on Amazon. I got one of those. You should check it out. It's on LinkedIn, book on Amazon. But that is one of the reasons that people build content. They want to be seen as an authority. This takes time. So building authority and credibility, that's the first thing that you should be doing with your content, right? Like that, that's almost always a box you're going to check. You're never going to uncheck the authority and credibility box, in my opinion. All right. So second reason that you create content, you may have the intention of borrowing somebody else's audience. Let's think about that. Now you mean, wait, what do you mean borrow somebody else's audience? If I post on my own blog, right? <laughs> right, there's a kid break. <laughs> Somebody said, haha, kid break. There's ad breaks and kid breaks. That's true. I should start dressing him in clothes that I can then give y'all affiliate marketing links for. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so, but you're thinking, okay, I posted on my blog. I posted it from my audience. So if I take your link and share it with my audience, that's not gonna make you happy? If I take your link and link back to it in one of my blog posts. That's that's not for you. Don't do that. Right. So you're hoping still that that content will end up in front of other people's audiences, right? As well. If you guessed, if you guessed, if you do podcast interviews, if you speak, if you do video show interviews, if you do live stream interviews, whatever it is that you do, if you do that, your goal is to get in front of somebody else's audience. And why would you do that? To help grow your own, to help Build your credibility by borrowing the credibility of the person that you would then be collaborating with if you're guesting. I'll give you a great example. So my first article for Entrepreneur went up just a couple weeks ago. It's been shared. I think I've been tagged on like 10 different shares on Twitter, right? 10 different shares on Twitter probably. But if I had posted that on my own blog post, I probably would have gotten maybe one or two shares. 
but not from like these random people that I've never heard of before, these random companies, because some of them are Twitter company accounts. So I'm getting in front of other people's audiences by using entrepreneur.com as a platform where I can post content. That first article was the three mistakes that is that are killing your authority marketing strategy. So if that's something you want to read, you should look it up or I can send you the link. And then finally, the third reason you would make content is for search engine optimization. And please don't sit there and be like, I don't care about search engine optimization. I, I just make content, you know, and I focus on my audience and whatever. Keep in mind that search engine optimization, that is Google trying to provide the best content possible to provide the best answer possible for the users. So if you've been like, SEO, it doesn't work for me. No, Google doesn't care about you. They don't, unless you're the user who's searching for questions. So keep in mind that Google does not care about you and Google does not owe you anything. You have to keep your mind focused on Google's, which is, and they're focused on the audience, right? And so search engine optimization, at least when you look at terms of writing it, is that it's just meant to actually make, like when you follow SEO rules, the content is actually easier to read. It is easier to read. Like, I don't care who you are. Like if you post this long college, high school essay paragraph on your blog post, like that stuff is hard to read. If you don't use headings to break things up, that stuff is hard to read. So I don't care who you are. You should follow SEO recommendations for building content. But let's think about the interviews and stuff again, right? Because we're also talking about authority marketing. When you get backlinks to your website, when your name pops up on other people's websites related to your specialty, it improves how Google perceives your authority. So when your name pops up, it starts to matter. When someone searches your name and these different things pop up, it starts to matter. I did a social media post just last week on whether or not you're in control of your first impression. That first impression being if somebody chooses to Google you. Are you in control of what happens in those search results? Not exactly, but you can be up to a point by continuing to put your name out there and appear in different places where Google can then draw that stuff in. Once I became an entrepreneur.com contributor, that was already in my Google search results. The author page, probably in like a few days. Take control of that impression. Take control of that impression and then take control of everything afterwards. So your content should check at least two boxes, two out of three boxes. <laughs> yeah, let's just say that again. Google does not care about you unless you're the user, unless you're asking the question, Google could not care less. They owe you nothing. People are like, why Google? Why did you do that? Google always is making changes for the better, the betterment of their user experience. If you are not on board with that, Google literally does not care. So yeah. All right, so your content should check at least two out of the three boxes. How does that look? Okay, if I make a blog post, like this live stream, is going to be turned into a blog post. We're gonna take the video, we're gonna put it on YouTube, we're gonna run it through some transcription, we're gonna clean up the transcription from the software, and then we're gonna format it, it's gonna go into the blog as a blog post. Why does that matter? Because this will then be something that could potentially be searched upon, right? Like, how can I increase the value of my content? Might be a question somebody is asking. This could be a piece of content that answers that question. So it checks a potential SEO box. 
right? It also checks the authority box because I got to spend this time here with y'all, you know, talking about it and exploring this topic and building and understanding credibility. Are you, you know, understanding, hey, Ruthie's credibility is actually, you know, maybe more at this level. And I thought it was down here at this level before. That is what this live stream is meant to do. But I am creating the live stream and the blog post will be created from that. So that's actually another way, like, right, to quadruple or quintuple the value of your content. If you do video or audio and then you can turn it into a blog post without having to rewrite anything, you know, maybe editing a little bit on the pod, you know, on the transcript, how much time have you saved? You've saved a ton, a ton of time. So what about if you do an interview? And I kind of touched on this one already. Let's say I do a podcast interview. I'm doing like, I think I'm doing like six. I think I'm doing like six podcast interviews this month, guys. And I'm speaking twice so far. Twice? Three times. Two times. Two times I'm speaking, I think. Um, I have to check my calendar again. But when this happens and my links and my profiles and stuff get built on these other people's websites, it links back to my website. So that checks an SEO box, but it also checks the borrow other people's audience box, right? Because I'll be speaking and, and doing these interviews and it getting published on in front of other people's audiences. And then it also builds the authority and credibility box. That's what it checks. So that those types of interviews and things that builds that checks three boxes on my content. Those are three goals that I can I can use to guide the creation of my content. If you are creating content, God forbid, if you are creating content just for search engine optimization, just for search engine optimization, and you don't have in mind how it's going to build your authority and credibility, which means you're not looking at that content from the perspective of your audience, you should not be making it. If you're just doing it for SEO, you should not be making it. Like I have a I have a past client that I had to let them go because they became so focused on the search engine optimization piece and and they weren't they weren't heeding my words of of wisdom there in terms of hey, but we also have to consider how the audience views this. Does your ideal audience actually want to see this content or do they want something a bit deeper? Do they want something in another topic? And they weren't really down to listen. And so I was like, okay, this, this doesn't jive with what, you know, what I do. Maybe you guys need someone else. And so I had to let them go. And we were together for probably about, we were together. <laughs> they were a client for probably about a year and some change. We got crazy stuff accomplished in terms of SEO though. They were getting like 5,000 monthly views on their site from paid ads. And we changed that. We switched it probably in about six months to those that same level of views from organic traffic alone through my strategy. So it's not that you cannot see amazing results in one or the other, but if you start to do it just for one without considering the others, you need to question where your mind is at because it's not going to serve your business in the best way and it's not going to serve your audience in the best way. So let's go back through them real quick. I just want to make sure you guys kind of finish this out with these three things in mind. So your content should build your authority and credibility. It may help you borrow someone else's audience to build your authority and credibility and grow your audience and all those other things. And it may also serve in terms of search engine optimization. Your content should not check just one box. Your content should check at least two of the three boxes to help your content double time or 
it should check all three boxes. So you can have content that triple times and serves your business and then further boost the return on investment you get from making that content. And don't forget, if you're thinking this week, you're talking about massive change in your business, massive change in your impact, whatever it is, make sure that you're making that same level of investment, that same level of change in your environment and your mindset. If we need to talk because authority marketing is something that you need to incorporate in your marketing strategy. If you're done doing this like bland, broad marketing strategy and you want to make your authority and credibility the tip of your marketing spear, then we should talk. Now, thank you everyone so much for hanging out for this Marketing Monday. Don't forget in the Defiant Business group, that's how you find us on Facebook, the Defiant Business group. We're doing Thoughtful Thursdays. I haven't picked the book I want to go over yet, but I will very soon. But thank you so much for joining me. Make sure you drop your hashtag live, hashtag replay if you joined kind of in the middle and here you are still at the end or you just kind of watched it all the way through on the replay. Um, and then don't forget, answer my questions, or even if it's just in your head, but you need to sit with that and think about it. And if we need to schedule a call, then that's a step in the right direction in terms of massive change for you. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.